Is it Tuesday? It's Monday. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday, the 16th. I thought it was the 13th. But here we go. We got Tim Cox live in room 506. Let's go. Everywhere I go, the people really want to know who I is and who I be. They stop and stare when they see me. If it's said it once, no need to repeat. All right, room 506 has become the new podcast studio of the Eau de Palm Beach Hotel. If these walls could talk, Kyle. If they could talk. Yeah, it's it's like if I could be in the fly, a fly on the wall in room 506 for the week of AAAS, right? You would never listen to another thing we said for the rest of our lives. <laughs> we say this in the most wholesome of ways, too, because if you know Kyle and I, like, it's it's an early to bed kind of kind of vibe. Tim, what time did you go to bed last night? Eight o'clock. <laughs> so I was wore out. So, Eight o'clock. So this is Tim Cox, founder of Car Now. Had a major announcement yesterday at the AAAS Summit. Um, Kyle, give us a summary of the announcement, and then we'll let Tim say a word or two before we kick him out. Yeah. So the summary is that uh, Car Now has partnered with JD Power and Darwin to execute uh, what what is. It has been referred to in the industry, and they're referring to as an end-to-end solution, click-to-signature, uh, and and the data flowing seamlessly all the way from uh, the website or the showroom all the way into uh, the DMS, which is what uh, so many people have been asking of digital retailing tools and menu tools and all this type of stuff. And and so to uh, to kind of put aside uh, the ego, and, and I'm sure t- Tim will talk about that, and 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 integrate and collaborate to kind of see this through and and be first to market, which there, which no doubt there will be others that do it, uh, but to put their foot on the gas and, and do that, it was a massive announcement yesterday. Uh, got to, if you didn't see, uh, we did a live stream on Facebook and LinkedIn, uh, and you can go find that at Automotive State of the Union. Uh, but so we got to talk to him and Brian Pash about it. Uh, but we want to kind of hear uh, the the morning perspective, the morning the after. day after. It was, it was a yeah. it was a crazy day for you. You got uh, interviewed a few times. You launched it on a stage a few times. Like yeah. there were cameras and automotive news and yeah, it, it, it was humbling and it, it was humbling and um, you know it was obviously a great day. But uh, you know, there's other people that that are involved in that celebration. And and, and quite frankly, we've just started. Um, and to be clear, you know Darwin and now now. Uh, JD Power F and I Solutions. They have other partnerships. Let's be clear, because you might be asking, "Well, wait a minute. They're partner with this company. They're partner with this company. They're partner with this company. Well, what's different about this?" Um, the difference is, um, you know, Kyle, you challenged us uh, almost a year ago on the in-store piece, you know, and and making sure that that was fluid and making sure, you know, because quite frankly, you know, three to five percent are online, and even of the people that finish a deal online still are coming into the store. So we have to make that seamless. The difference between our partnership and other partnerships that they that they have, it is a true lockstep. API integration partnership that has been tested. So if you can imagine the old 1950s, you know, operator that's plugging the cords and connecting, that's what we've done. And the plumbing is done. And what I mean by that is as uh, a dealer is updating the payments or the desking tool simultaneously. And when I talk about real time, real time is not an hour later in my book. Uh, real time is not five minutes later. Real time is immediately um, the, the, the Darwin, the JD Power F&I integration is updating the payments uh, in their menu selection. So it's a, a lockstep, seamless 
partnership that also, and here's the huge thing, because there has been a lot of activity and acquisitions, it is... Uh, thankfully, uh, with the great DMSs out there, we are DMS agnostic. There you go. Yeah. So, so, so we, you know, it's not just CDK, it's not just Reynolds, it's not just dealer built, um, and and other DMSs. It is truly agnostic to where we can flow into um, any DMS and and provide that service to where everything and we've tested it. I know I heard on stage yesterday, and I did kind of chuckle. They said that you know Penny Perfect is a myth. We've tried it. You know, we've tested it hundreds and hundreds of times. And, you know, from 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 desking to JD Power F and I to push and book the deal in, in, in the DMS is seamless and uh, the exact same payment. So it's very exciting. Wow, that's that's a big deal. So, you know, I think well, and, and I wanna get to this, but but stay on like the solution. And uh, because for a dealer or a marketing manager that sounds attractive and, and sure. beautiful and all that, but the reality is is that the two people that are primarily gonna be using this are the the sales yeah. team, yeah, right, and and the client, the client, yeah. and the cu- the yeah. customer end. So, what's the impact? What's the felt impact for them of this uh, of this type of integration? Because if there's no felt impact for them, right, it doesn't it's mean just anything. This, this dream thing that a yeah. dealer thought, oh, if I don't get in the DMS, then everything's broken, right? Right. How does that impact to, in in your perspective um, the, the front line that 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 interaction that that we've got to salvage with with the customer that that the barbarians at the gate are, are kind of salvaging outside of us. What's what's that impact? So I, I believe, and of course, we can stay here and, and say all the, the the big words. It's going to be huge. It's going to be this. I think the biggest word it has to be simple. You know, when we talk to our product team, and look, we still have a lot of work to do. We're never done. Any company that that starts patting themselves on the back and yay, and we you're going to get run over. You have to continue to innovate. So, so I'm a little older. Uh, I will celebrate. <laughs> I will turn the big five zero in uh, less than there two and a half go. weeks. Oh man, I want to look like you when I'm fifty. Yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, uh, Pilates. Anyway, <laughs> actually, it's jazzercise. A little jazzercise. And, now that uh, I can picture. Leg warmers. He's got leg warmers. Head I got leg warmers. I have leg warmers on right now, but I'm not going to show them. Under the suit pants. <laughs> So, so anyway, no, and, and, and thank, thank God we can all have fun and we're extremely blessed and we can laugh about this. But no, we gave our product team, I sent them a picture of the old Simon Says that came out in 1976, which was this round game with four color buttons. I remember it. And I said, this is what we have to build. So now, when a, and the, even in the in-store piece, and we've developed a real, what we call real-time retailing. And again, real-time to us, and we've trademarked that. I'm not going to say it. Don't say it. Tra- you have you bucks? trademarked that? I've trademarked. You mentioned we have, this. I say I. I hate saying it. We have trademarked. We've put the paperwork in trade. Real-time. Real-time retailing is not an hour later. Because here's the rub in the business today, is because we spend tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars to get people to our website and if every single thing goes correct we take that customer a live living breathing customer that wants to buy a car and we turn that customer into a data feed into a crm uh and then we have to make sure that our processes and there's a lot of great processes, and there's a lot of great crms but then we have to make sure that's good to pull them out what we have the ability to do now with real-time retailing is we have those blocks and each customer has a profile and those are colored blocks on where they are in the process and we have the ability in real time let me give you an example and this is the most powerful because when you talk about digital retailing right now dealers are saying wait a minute idiot i have nothing to retail have you looked outside on my lot <laughs> <laughs> you're retailing what right so so 
there has to be the tension that gets the attention. So now we're serving our dealers and helping them buy inventory. This is what that means. We've actually integrated, or they can just open it up. When a customer comes on their website and they do nothing else or everything, including putting their trade in, we integrate with that dealer's wish list. In real time, the second they put that in there, we ping the pre-owned manager, the pre-owned buyer, the pre-owned director, whoever's responsible for buying that inventory, and we notify them, hey, Tim Cox is on your website right now. He has a 2018 Rubicon Jeep, and he's getting a price. Do you want to send him an offer? Do you want to engage? By the way, he's wearing leg warmers. Yes, pink leg warmers, but that's okay to match your pink hat. <laughs> Look, pink's the new, pink's the new black. Man. Exactly. Let's go. Exactly. So, so in all seriousness, and I'm glad we're having fun, in all seriousness, let's talk about real numbers because we can talk about this fantasy world. We have a dealership in Lexington, Kentucky, that with that and utilizing those tools are buying on average 70 cars off the street a month. Of those 70 cars, they're averaging 18 cars that don't even trade in, that just sell them the cars. So when you take 18 times the average of PBR of 4,500, now have we served our dealers? That's what happens when you talk about real time. You're paying all the money, but yet we're putting them in these great CRMs, but then we have to rely on a process. Let's communicate with the customers in real time while they're on their website. You had a great quote yesterday, and I know you didn't come up with it or trademark it. Um, and you said it's amazing. It was a Reagan. It was maybe? Reagan, and I met. So, so I called Mike Cavanaugh, who yep. I think is one of the brightest uh, minds in the space, who uh, uh, was with Max Digital for a long time, and now he's uh, in charge of drive. I believe in charge of driveway. I apologize yep. if I get that wrong. I think so. I don't know if he's in charge or number two. Anyway, I think he's running I'm, the whole company now. He's running the whole company. Don't we, tell we the shareholders. Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and I called him, and he said, and he said that, and he he might have said Reagan. Everybody knows I'm ADD, and I forgot, but I said that from stage, and I said Mike said, you know, it's amazing what you can do when people come together. Uh, and no one cares who gets the credit. Yeah. And this business has been so good to us. I've been in this business since 1989, and we want to, and quite frankly, you know, we said this, you know, and this hopefully doesn't come, come across pious, but, but, but there have been a lot of acquisitions uh, this year. We've been approached for a year and a half because of our growth. Uh, we were approached, but we wanted to, it's like, it's like uh, John Maxwell says, you know, great companies have leadership, not saying I am. Andy's the smart one, by the way. Um, not me, but leadership that says, I want to make a difference doing something that makes a difference with people that want to make a difference at a time that makes a difference. Let's go. That's now. Let's go. That, that's that is, yes, it's a, that's a big deal. Yeah. I think, you know, when, when you said that, like set aside your ego and I, I mentioned that earlier, but, um, I think that, and there were a few people here, here, we're at AAAS, uh, at, with, with the past events and, and there's been a few people that have kind of called this out and said, look, yeah, I, I think Andy Wright and uh, there, there were a few people yesterday from the stage called out the whole industry and said, if we literally, if we don't all figure out how to set aside our egos, then the, then the ship is going down. And the only way to save that ship is to set aside our egos, whether it be from, you know, a marketing perspective or a data perspective or integrations perspective or, um, you know, a connections, uh, you know, figuring out all of this. If, if it's driven by ego, it's not going to get in. It's over. Everybody will be standing in their little corner of the boat as it's going under with their arms crossed. Mm. Right. And that really is the spirit of this event. Um, you know, we had Brian on yesterday, and Brian has really gathered people. Like, look, all of us are, most of us are type A, right? So we want to get stuff done. We have, we, we all have great ideas. We're all convinced they're great ideas, right? So it's not that there's a lack of confidence. 
right? Having confidence and, and unhealthy ego. Like, there's a healthy version of ego. Like, I'm confident that I have... There's a fine have, line between confidence and conceit. Yes, right. And I think that people... Kyle and I talked about this yesterday. Whatever your greatest strength is, is also right a hairline across from that becoming a vulnerability mm. and a weakness. Mm. So confidence can easily become bravado mm. or ego. And I think Brian has really set a great tone at this conference specifically, and he attracts the people that have that mix who are committed to staying on the right side of the fence mm. and in the industry the more people that can do this to be open-handed hey this is what we've learned like you like you said like this any dms right let's let's start to break down the barriers because we need to bring everyone together so that we can resist the barbarians at the gate the proverbial barbarians at the gate and i'm not even satisfied with that i think the second we get it together as we get it together it's like we're not just resisting it's like we're going to open our own gates and we're going out there Right, so we're going to start playing that game as well. Like we're going to beat them at that game too, not just our own game. Because I, we all know the strength of the retail auto industry is absolutely the fact that we have an outpost in every single community across this country. We have a living, breathing, mm. potentially caring mm. organization and people that can serve the people. And 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 the dealerships in every community serve the people. They do. They truly serve the people. They do. You know, yeah, I mean, think about the touch points that a single <clears throat> dealership has, even just in its employees. But then, then take it to not just employees, but uh, the way that they care for the community and giving back, uh, the way that they uh, enable communities to have uh, employees on the engineering or, or manufacturing or or vendor partner side, or all of those types of things, and. And, and the reality is that we just haven't told that story, right? And and a lot of it is because we've got big egos. And we're like, we want to be the story instead of this thing being the I think the story. that's a big part of it also is the fact that we're working so hard to break down the processes. We have our heads down and trying to fix stuff, mm, yeah. right? Like, that's a big issue. So, like, your announcement yesterday helps fix a lot of that, which frees up capacity to do the other things. And I think that's a real, a real point of it. We look at culture today. There's so much tension. There's so much division to get a little philosophical for a moment. But when you're at an automotive retail auto industry event, there is this grand equalizing factor where guess what? I haven't talked politics for the last three days. I haven't talked about vaccinations for the last three days. I haven't talked about cult, any of those dividing things. Cause people are tr genuinely committed to how can we serve people through this mechanism of the industry. And as strange as it sounds, just like, you know, in the Bible, like Jesus came from the town everyone made fun of. It's like, I think some cultural strength and some cultural contribution can come from the auto dealers, which uh, if you ask the public right now. Can anything good come out of automotive? Yes. The answer Absolutely. is yes. Tim, you're going to get the final encouragement for the day. You, What do you want to say to the industry? And uh, open mic, say whatever you want. I just uh, I just want to say be open to, 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 to truly, you know, and I'm talking to OEMs, I'm talking to vendors, and I'm talking to dealers. There's one thing about saying it, there's another thing about doing it. If mm. we truly, our job as vendors, okay, our job as OEMs is to, the goal should be to help our dealer body sell and service more automobiles. And we should daily wake up with trying to get better at that and getting the minutia and the politics and that you have to use my tools and everything out of the way. And, and I might get in trouble for this. And, 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 and I think I have an answer. We're kind of, we kind of like the troublemakers. I, I, I could get in trouble for this because, look, we, we, do, so. we do have a, a lot of OEM partners. 
and I love our OEM partners, and we would not be where we are today without OEM partners. But as you know, there are several OEMs right now that want dealers to use their tool. And, you know, I was standing up late at night last night, excuse me, early this morning because I went to bed at 8 o'clock. I woke up at like 4 o'clock because I went to bed at 8 o'clock, but that's a whole other story. Keep the story straight, Tim. Yep, sorry. (laughs) So anyway, when I woke up, I think, you know, the the way to fix this is if, if a particular OEM wants the same experience on Tier 1, that's fine. Just open up the API to be able to take that handoff because these big publics, even the smaller dealers have at least two or three franchises. And to ask them, you have to use this tool or this tool and then carry it under the banner of, you know, customer experience when it's not. You just want them to use your tool. Makes the whole thing janky. Because it makes the whole thing janky. And and, and we just, just let's figure out our agendas for just a second. And if we truly just want to serve and make this industry better, that's fine. Allow your tool on the tier one, but open up your APIs and, and allow your certified providers, the big publics, the, 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 the dealer that has two or three de- uh, stores, but different OEMs, allow them to create their experience. And that would change everything. That's a lot for a Tuesday morning. He came out swinging. Tim, thank you so much for spending a few minutes with us and being a constant encouragement, not just to us, but to an entire industry. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, brother. Everywhere I go. The people really want to know who I is and who I be. They stop and stare when they see me. If it's said it once, no need to repeat. Run up on me, watch you fall to your knees. Tip my hat.